0: Is going to pray for us. Thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you that we all get to come together on this lovely Sunday and learn more about you. We pray that you would give Smiley the words to say, and we pray all the things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Like mother, like daughter. Thank you, Paisley and Tavanya. Yes, we are one week out for Easter. I'll be sharing more about that as we go on in the service. So excited about the opportunities we have next week, uh, which reminds me that this week we had one person who came to faith in Christ, and we rejoice with that. And what really excites me, like a quarter of the way in, we would love to double the number of people who lead someone to faith in Christ. And right now we're 22 Last year we had 46 people who introduced someone to faith in Christ and so I'm really praying that we double that and we're on pace to do that. Wouldn't it be great if all of us had an opportunity this year to introduce a friend to faith in Christ? Um, Also, on your seat there is the study. If you pick it up, it's not going to do any good uh, if you leave it here. If you're new, it is a disciple-making tool. Love for you to open it up to pages 4 and 5 and kind of keep your finger there because I'm going to come back here in just a minute and explain to this, this page to you a little bit uh, about our disciple-making process. But there's a place for message notes in here. Um, we'd love to invite you to read through the Bible with us. We're in Luke. Join us. It's not too late to hop in. Um, there's a place in here for small groups. There's a calendar of events. There's a lot in here. Please take it with you. And uh, keep it close, because I'm going to come back here in just a minute. Um, See the four words on the screen, come, see, go, tell. Um, um, that's the title of the message today. It's, it's the title is come, see, go, tell. Um, um, here's the question. Any of you, any of you have been downtown like in December or January? Anybody been downtown? It's crazy, isn't it? Because of the night of lights. Now, I grew up here, and it wasn't like that when I was a kid downtown in December and January. But you know what happened? Some people put up some lights, and then some people came, and then they saw, and then they went, and they told others, you've got to come and see. You've got to come and see. It's amazing. And people came, and they saw, and they went, and they told others to come and see. And so now downtown is flooded with people every December and January, isn't it? Um, Listen, come see, go tell us. Not just the title of the message today. It's the point. It's the point of the message. Here's what I'm praying. I'm praying this morning that you will come with me. That you will come with me and we will see that Jesus is alive. We will see together today that a dead man got up and walked out of the tomb and how that changes everything. That you'll come and see and you'll be so overwhelmed by what you come and see that this week you'll go. You'll go and tell others, come and see. Come and see Jesus. Come and see the one who was dead and is now alive. So I want you to understand what we're trying to do. Okay, now back to our little map I had you. It's called our process. I, I want you to know that at Good News, we want to make disciples disciples. Jesus style, and and we believe that Jesus made disciples in four steps. We call them uh, chairs, and he would start with lost people, and he would win lost people by saying, come and see. And then when people were one to Christ, he would build believers by inviting them to follow me. And, and, And then he would equip the worker by saying, fish for men, and then he would multiply disciple makers so that they could bear much fruit. So we think Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is really big, worth celebrating, so we're going to celebrate it for two weeks. Today's message is aimed at chair two, three, and four, to build and equip and and multiply you so that you're so excited that you would go out and tell everyone to come and see Jesus next week so that when we come next week, we're going to aim at chair one. We're praying that next Sunday is going to be just like downtown St. Augustine, In December and January, because you're so excited about what you've learned today that you've gone and invited people to come and see, to come and see Jesus. So, if you have your Bible, turn there to Matthew 28 and let's come and see Jesus together so we can go and tell others about him. If you don't have a Bible, bring a Bible. It's really good. It's God's Word. If you need one, we have some in the lobby that you can take. Uh, but let me set up Matthew 28 for you a little bit. This is early Sunday morning, but late Thursday night or early Friday morning, uh, Jesus is arrested. Remember, he's betrayed by Judas, and then he's deserted, and then he's denied, and he's he's falsely accused. He's mocked, he's spit upon, he's beaten, he's condemned, he's crucified, he's buried. Now, this is really interesting. He's buried. And the unbelievers believe and the believers don't believe. You say, what? Remember Jesus said he would rise from the dead? The unbelievers believed, and so the religious leaders went to the Roman authorities and said, this troublemaker said that after he, would die, that he was crucified, he'd rise on the third day. <laughs> so the unbelievers believed, and they put a guard and sealed the tomb because they were afraid Jesus might do what he said. But the believers, those that had walked with him, they didn't believe he would rise, and um, and they're hiding. You know another thing that's interesting. That the Old Testament, the fourth commandment is to work six days and rest, right? So Jesus died on the sixth day of the he died on the sixth day of the week, and he rested, right? Uh, and then what? He, I mean, he died on the he died on Friday, and then he rested on the. Oh, let me get. One, two, three, four. Now I've confused myself. But anyway, Jesus completed his work on the, seventh day, on the sixth day and then he rested on the Sabbath, right? Because he died on the cross saying it's finished and then what? he, he rose on the first day of the week to begin his new work through his church. I confused myself. I hope I didn't convince you. Anyway, back to the Bible. Verse 1, Now after the Sabbath... As it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary <laughs> How'd you like to have been her? I mean, one gets a name, right? Mary Magdalene, and oh oh, the other Mary. The other Mary, uh, the, the other Mary uh, <clears throat> came to look at the grave. Now, the ladies, the women get some points because they had courage. I mean, the men are hiding. And so we can give them points for courage, and we can give them points because they love Jesus, right? But they didn't believe him. They were not coming with lawn chairs and popcorn to watch the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were coming with supplies to finish his preparation for burial. They didn't believe he was going to rise. And the biggest concern on their hearts was, some of you know what? Who's going to move the stone? Who's going to move the stone? The stone is big. So so they come concerned about rolling away the stone. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. Uh, Our California friends know what it's like to be in a earthquake, right? Like in Florida, we don't understand the world. Can you imagine anything more frightening than the ground shaking? So the ground shook. But the next part, we can understand as Floridians, right? And, he, and his appearance was like lightning. We know what that looks like, don't we? When the, when the whole sky lights up, the appearance was like lightning, and his clothing is white as snow. Wow. Can you imagine being there? I mean, the ground shook, and, and, and then you see this angel, and, and the angel was white like lightning. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid. The most repeated command in the Bible, right? Do not be afraid, for lo, I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. Do you know those women were the first to hear the greatest news the universe has ever heard, that he's not here, he's risen, that a dead man got up and walked out of the tomb, and that changes everything. Uh. He is not here, for he has risen just as he said. <laughs> I love that. Don't you remember? Don't you remember he said he would? And I, I forgot to I'll put this verse in here on the screen, so you have to turn with me to Matthew 16. But in Matthew 16, you might say, well, when did Jesus tell his disciples he was going to rise that uh, after Peter confessed Christ in Matthew 16, 21, From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. Jesus wanted to prepare his disciples for what was coming. So he began to show that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and be killed and be raised up on the third day. The cross didn't happen to Jesus. It was his purpose for coming. So he says, listen, I'm going to be crucified, but don't worry. I'm going to rise on the third day. Oh. The angels said, "He is not here; for he has risen, just as he said." And now, notice, come. There it is. Come, see. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he was raised from the dead. There it is. Come, see. Go, tell. Uh, come. Don't you love the word "come"? It's very inviting. Come, come. And do you know how often Jesus said, "Come." So good to have Tavanya up here talking about children, right? Remember what Jesus said about children? He said, what? Come, didn't he? He said, come. I mean, some parents were bringing their children to Jesus, and and the disciples were sending them away. And Jesus said in in Luke 18, verse 16, uh, But Jesus called for them saying, permit the children to come to me. And do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Listen, children come. Jesus welcomes children. Tavanya asked for help. You know why that's so important? 90% of the people who come to faith in Christ do so before they're 12, or before they're 21, and most of them do so before they're 12. The greatest way to make a difference in the lives of children is to invite children to come to Jesus. Oh, Jesus said, Permit the children to come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. But doesn't Jesus invite all of us to come? I mean, in one of Jesus' great I am's in John 6, verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will not thirst. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Are you hungry? He says, come to me and eat the bread of life. Do we come to eat? And he said, are you thirsty? Come to me. I have living water that if you come and drink, you'll never thirst again. Come. Jesus said, come, see, come and see. And, and do you know there's a difference between looking and seeing? Did you know that? <laughs> I'm not making this up. Yesterday, I see these flowers in our kitchen. And I asked Karen, I said, are those real? And she says, yes. And I said, how long have they been there? She said, I got them for my birthday, which was the previous Saturday. <laughs> so all week long, I've been looking. All week, but I didn't see and so, then I looked and I saw. It's like that with Jesus. A lot of people look at him, but only some people see him. Remember Herm? Remember how Herm used to make these? That, that maybe when you first got them, you know, did, I mean, how many of you see Jesus in that? How many of you see? I mean, it's amazing. People will look, but they don't see. And then, boom, all of a sudden, what? Then you, you see uh, And you know what? If you see Jesus, then you know the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes and drawn you to him because he's the one who enables us to see. That's why there's so many people that look, but they don't see because it takes the Holy Spirit to open our eyes. Um, Remember after Peter confessed Christ? I mean, Jesus had asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they said, some say Elijah and some say a prophet. And he says... In Matthew 16, 15, And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. (laughs) Uh, Man, I grew up in church, but I never saw Jesus. Is that true of you? Oh, and then, and then when I'm in high school, here in town, a friend invited me to Young Life. He said, come to Young Life, and, and I said, well, what is Young Life? And what do you think he said? What do you think he said? Come and see. He said what? Come and see. And it was so different this time when I came because I saw. And you know why? Because the Holy Spirit opened my eyes and I saw what I had looked at before. Now I saw. Maybe for some of you, you've been looking today and today's the day. The Holy Spirit opens your eyes and you can see. It was the most amazing thing. I went to cause trouble because I was really good at that. But I was not prepared. I had no defense against Jesus. And when I went to Young Life, I was ambushed by grace. Have you ever been ambushed by grace? My Young Life leader, you know what he did? He opened the Bible, and he pointed me to Jesus, and he shared the gospel with me. Oh, he shared, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. And you know what happened? The Holy Spirit opened my eyes, and I realized I was lost. When I saw Jesus, I saw myself as a sinner, and I had never seen that before. For the first time in my life, my heart was broken over the way I had treated my parents. Am I the only person in here who, who maybe broke your parents' hearts? sometime? you talk back or you disobeyed them. Oh, man, I saw that I had broken my parents' heart. And when I broke my parents' heart, I broke God's heart. I had sinned against God. And you know, my eyes were open to see all the things I'd stolen in life. And I had stolen so many things from my brother's coin collections to so many server's tips. Going in and... St- I saw how bad that was, and the lies, it all flashed before me, and I saw my sin, that I had sinned against God, and I was in big trouble, and I'm not alone. The Bible says, what for? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and, and, and when God opens our eyes and we see our sin, we say, I'm in trouble. What do I do? And Know what I saw? The Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus loved me. He loved me with all of my sins, and he put on flesh and came to earth. Listen, I was used to, I was used to doing wrong things and getting punished. (laughs) That happened every day of my life. But I had never experienced grace. Jesus said, Smiley, I love you so much that I will bear the punishment your sins deserve. And that's what changed everything. What changed everything in my life was to know that Jesus didn't punish me for what I had done. He took the punishment my sins deserve. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I tell you, when you see Jesus on the cross, he says, I love you this much. I love you so much that I am bearing your sins. Jesus died for my sins and for our sins. And when you see it, you're never the same. He died for my sins. He was buried. But the third day he rose from the grave. Listen, Death is the penalty for sin, and since Jesus had paid in full the penalty for sin, death couldn't hold him anymore, and he walked out. And you know what he did? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him, and will dine with him, and he with me. Do you know that Jesus knew my name? And you know what he he came to me and he said, smiling. I want to give you eternal life. I want to forgive you of all your sins. And I want to move into you. And let's do life together. And I want to move into you. Let's do eternity together. And that was the greatest thing I ever heard in my life. So I gladly said, come in and forgive me. And he did. And I said, be my Savior. And he did, won't you? And I said, I want you to be Lord of my life. Help me. And he did. Who wouldn't want to be forgiven? Who wouldn't rather do life with Jesus and eternity with Him than without Him? Oh. I mean, a lot of people look at Jesus. But when you come and see Him, do you see Him? You say, Jesus, come in. Be my Savior and Lord. If you've never done that, won't you do that now? Or I'll be glad to assist you when we pray at the end. Oh. Oh. And He said, come see. So the... The women got to go in, they got to see, they understood. A dead man came to life. They came, they saw that he was risen from the dead. And um, come see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples. So go and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. I mean, (laughs) when you see someone who comes from the dead, comes to life, you want to tell others about him, don't you? So, So he said, go and tell, and they took off. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy uh, and ran to report it to his disciples. Now notice that our hearts can have multiple emotions at the same time. I mean, their hearts were filled with fear and with joy at the same time. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. Now, don't miss this, that as they went to tell others about them, that's when they met Jesus. Do you want to see Jesus? Do you want Jesus to be real in your life? Then go and tell others about him. And when you go and tell others about him, that's when you'll see him. That's when he'll be real to you. It was as they were going to tell. That's when Jesus met them and he greeted them. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Notice that they worshipped him. A lot of people say Jesus never claimed to be God. It's so untrue. Often in the Bible, people will fall down before a, an angel or before a person. And the per- they'll always say, what? Get up. I'm just a creature. <laughs> but when they worshipped Jesus, he accepted it. Do you know why? Because he's God in the flesh. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go. And take word to my brethren to leave to Galilee, and there they will see me. Go and tell others, and you'll see me as you go and tell. Now while they were on their way, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all that had happened. And when they had assembled with elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. And said, you were to say his disciples came by night and stole, away, stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed, and the story was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. Now listen, gospel means good news, and the gospel stands or falls with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If Jesus didn't rise, there is no gospel, there is no Christianity. And one thing that everyone agrees on is the tomb was empty. All that had to be done in the first century was to produce the body of Jesus, and there would be no Christianity. So what happened to the body? Just this week, someone asked me, "Well why would the guards why would the guards accept this deal of, of getting paid to, 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 to hush up? And you do know why, don't you? Because if a guard let a prisoner escape in the Roman Empire, what would they do to them? They would kill them. So wait a minute. (laughs) Instead of getting killed, I can get paid for just telling people that we saw the disciples do that. Hey, hey, we're all in, right? But wouldn't you love to see this uncovered in court? That the guards are on the stand. Well, what happened to the body of Jesus while his disciples came and stole him? Well, why didn't you stop them? What? We were asleep. What's the next question, right? Well, if you were asleep, how did you know What happened to the body of Jesus, right? Um, But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Once again, Jesus accepts worship because he's God in the flesh. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. There's Jesus. They can touch him. Some were doubtful. And we say, well... Why did they have doubts? Do you know why? Because they were just like you and me. They had never seen anyone rise from the dead before. So even before your eyes, it was hard to believe. You see, when it came to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they were extremely skeptical, just like you and I would be. One of the reasons we know the story is true, one of the reasons we know the Gospels are true, is if the disciples made it up, they never would have portrayed themselves so badly. If they had made it up, they'd have said, well, of course we believe. Jesus said it, and we always believed Him. We know it's true because they never would have portrayed themselves so badly. But here's what I find fascinating. Jesus didn't scold them. Some had doubts, and He gave them a mission. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore... Because I have authority, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Go and tell. Go and tell all the nations about me. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when they come to obey faith in Christ, seal that with baptism. Now, uh, again, just a little theology. We believe there's one God, right? And he exists in three persons. Have you ever noticed in the, in the Great Commission we see both the oneness and the threeness of God? Notice how it says, baptizing them in the, what? The name. Have you ever noticed that? In the name, because there is one God, but what is God's name? His name is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Water poured over someone's head points to the reality that when we believe in Jesus, all of our sins are forgiven. And then the Holy Spirit moves into us to empower us to live the Christian life. And then, then he says, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. You see, first... We win people to Christ, and then we build them, and then we equip them, and then we multiply. First, we lead people to faith in Christ, and then we teach them to observe because the Holy Spirit is given to us to give us the desire and power to do what Jesus says. The Holy Spirit changes our hearts and shows us the beauty of Christ so that we would want to follow Him. And lo, did you know that that's a a verb? It's the Greek word edu, which means to look Uh, to to behold, to to stare at. And notice what he says. When you go and tell, when you go and tell other people, and then you look, you'll see that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, Now, when we tell others... That's when we see Jesus ourselves. I would have expected that some people had doubts and Jesus would have said, go off to a monastery, get your Bible, read it, read it, read it, and when you have no doubts about me, then go and tell others about me. But Jesus told people with doubts, the way you overcome your doubts is you go and tell other people about me. And when you tell other people about me, then I'll be there with you. I can't tell you how many people have told me. You know, Smiley, it was when I started sharing the gospel with others. That's when I understood it myself. It's exactly what Jesus said. Listen, if we want Jesus to be real to us, then we share him with others and then he shows up. Someone said, no go, no low. What? No go, no low. You see, it's when we go, right? That's when we low and see Him. So if you don't go, then there will be no low. Do you want Jesus to be real in your life? Then listen, go and tell someone about Him this week, and you'll see He's right there with you. Jesus is never more real in my life than when I'm sharing Him with others. I really get that sense that this is what I was created for. This is what I was saved for. And isn't that what Jesus said? Didn't he say, follow me and I will what? I will make you fishers of men. So <clears throat> what have we learned so far? Four words, four simple words, right? Come, see, go, share. So I bet you can't guess what the action step is going to be, right? The title, the point, it's all, all so simple because the Christian life is incredibly simple. It's about we come and see, and then we go and tell. Why do we gather on Sundays? Why do we gather on Sundays? We gather on Sundays to come and see Jesus is alive. That's the church gathered, and then we're deployed. Then we're scattered. We go out Monday through Saturday to share with people. Listen, that Jesus is alive to go and tell. And I encourage you each morning to have breakfast with Jesus, right? To come and see. The tomb's empty. Jesus is alive. So that we can then, what, go and tell others where we live, work, and play. And when we come and see, let's do it like the women in the story. Uh, The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. Wouldn't that put a smile on our face if every morning we remembered He's alive? He's alive. He was crucified. Now He's alive. (laughs) Come see the place. What if we came and saw each morning? Oh, when we come and see that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose, then we're reminded every morning that our failures are not fatal. We're forgiven. We're reminded that our lives are not futile, right? That we have a friend and we have a purpose. And we're reminded... That our death is not final, the best is yet to come. Oh. That horrific shooting in Nashville this week. Do you know that was a Presbyterian Church in America church and school? Uh, Six people killed. Man, when that happened, I said, I am so thankful to know Jesus. I am so thankful to know Jesus, aren't you? Because if I was one of the ones who was shot, I know where I would be, right? Isn't Jesus the most precious one we have? And that's why we come up. We get up and we come and see Jesus ourselves, right? So that we can go and tell others. Let me ask you, who do you know who's overwhelmed by their failures? They feel like such a failure. Wouldn't they love to know that Christ died and rose so that our failures are not fatal? We can be forgiven. And who do you know who's overwhelmed? by how hard life is. Life is hard, isn't it? How futile life is. Wouldn't they love to know that Jesus died and rose and when we believe in Him, our lives are not futile. We have a friend and a purpose. Who do you know who's traumatized by what's happened this week? Wouldn't they love to know that when we believe in Jesus because He died and rose, we can live forever? Um, But smiley, if I go, what if they have objections? Listen. All we need to say is, listen, I'm not asking you to believe it. All I want is what? I just want you to come and see. We're just inviting people. Just come and see. I had the greatest young life leader in the world. All he did for me was say, come and see, because he believed if I saw Jesus, Jesus would take care of the rest, and he did. He believed the same thing was true about my life-changing. He didn't spend his time pointing out all my sins they were playing. He just thought, if he could just get me to come and see Jesus, that Jesus would change my life, and he did. You See, our part's so easy. We just invite people to come and see Jesus. And he does the rest. Aren't you glad? So this week, we're one week out for Easter, right? And what have we done? We've come together, right? And we have come to see Jesus. And then this week, we have a chance to go and tell, right? To invite others to come and see Jesus next Sunday, right? So won't you be a part? Won't you be a part of our Easter team? What if all of us were a part of the team? What if all of us this week, having seen Jesus, having seen an empty tomb, wanted to go out and tell others to come and see All of us can pray. Won't you pray this week before, during, and after the service? Won't you pray before that people would come? Won't you pray during the service that as the gospel shared, people would come to Christ? Won't you pray after that that there would be lasting fruit? Won't you pray? You know, we can all invite. We have these invitations. They're so nice. All we need to do is say, come and see. Come and see. Listen, grab some in the lobby and invite people. Come and see. Oh, there's opportunities to serve. (laughs) Listen, you can come. When you come next week, please come as a gospel partner. Don't come as a consumer. Having prayed before you come, come, fill the room with love and joy. When it's time to sing, sing. When it's time to welcome, welcome. So the people who come in here realize Jesus is alive. So when the gospel is shared, they already want him because they've seen your love and joy. And then follow up. Follow up. When when those you invite and bring come to faith in Christ, won't you invite them to follow Jesus with you? You say you don't know how. We'd love to disciple you so you could disciple them. Um, Our purpose as a church is to make disciples together. We have an amazing opportunity to do that because this week we had a chance to come and see, right? And now we have a chance to go and tell others to come and see Jesus Just come and see. Just come and see. Because if people will come and see that Jesus is alive, (laughs) people will come to faith in Christ and lives will be changed. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for coming. And thank you for taking the punishment on the cross that our sins deserve. Thank you. And thank you for rising to prove that you had conquered sin and death. And listen, thank you for offering us eternal life. If, if you're here and you've never received the free gift of eternal life, you've never received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, won't you? Maybe for the first time you, you've seen him. He's here. Won't you just tell him, Jesus, I've sinned against you, and I'm sorry. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and rose. And I want you to come in and be my Savior and forgive me and give me eternal life. I want you to be Lord of my life and help me be the person you want me to be. If you've done that for the first time, won't you mark that on your card? We'd love to celebrate with you. Jesus, I pray for those of us who've received you that today would be special, that we would come and see, and that tomorrow we would go and tell. And Lord, I pray that all of us would invite and invite and invite and bring, and that next Sunday, it would be just like St. Augustine in December and January, where all these people have come to see the one who once was dead and is now alive. O Lord, may it be so, because we pray in Jesus' name, amen.